what's up guys and <laughs> I, was like, I told parker to lead this one <laughs> i know i was waiting for you to do something but okay what's up welcome back to the podcast welcome back to the spencerberg podcast sorry i'm not i'm not used to doing the intro but i just did it so there we go pressure's on you man yeah exactly so we're just gonna get right into it um it is a monday and the first topic of the day is importance of frequent oil changes this, so, is, this is a big one for a lot of people i don't think that anybody really understands that this is something that you should never neglect because you scroll on Facebook late at night, you're enjoying your night and out of nowhere, you see one of those videos of just pure sludge falling oh, yeah. out of a Camry with 180,000 miles on it. Oh yeah. That's not what you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool to see. It's, it's cool like to see, <laughs> but your warranty guy is going to be like, hold on. When's yeah. the last time you had oil change? Yeah. So I got this idea because rogue engineering on Instagram, uh, showed two S54 engines, obviously out of the e E46 M3, um, that have 127,000 miles on them. Both of them do. Uh, the top one was neglected with infrequent oil change in, oil changes, and as a result, has sludged up cams, and uh, I'm assuming every moving part of this engine is sludged up. Um, this happens because the oil breaks down with heat cycles. It loses proper viscosity needed to lubricate the moving parts. So I kind of wanted to go into detail on kind of how to read engine oils and the meanings of oil viscosity. So and we're episode 16 too, by the way. Welcome to the Spencerberg podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> <That's> kind of late. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for coming. Episode 16. <laughs> uh, so engine oil viscosity refers to how easily oil pours at a specific temperature. Thin oils have a lower viscosity and pour more easily at lower temperatures than thicker oils that have the higher that have a higher viscosity. Thin oils reduce friction in engines and help engines start up quickly during cold weather. Uh, viscosity is notated using the common classification XW-XX. Uh, the number preceding the W, which means winter, rates the oil's flow or viscosity at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Um, the lower the number, the less the oil thickens in cold weather. So the numbers after XW, so like a... 5W30. So the 30 um, indicates viscosity at 100 degrees Celsius and represent the oil's resistance to thinning at high temperatures. I get this all the time. Like I'll go and post a video of Precision Dynamics doing an oil change on my car and there'll be, you know, a 540 weight or something yeah. like a Castrol or whatever it is. And I'll get 50 comments from people like, oh, you should be using this weight. You should be using that. Like all these different comments where yeah. I personally don't even know what I should use. I always look at you know, the forms or I will go on Facebook groups or I'll just text my shop and be like, Hey, what do yeah. I need to get? Cause th that whole world of oil, I, I personally and honestly don't understand it that well. It's tough. I mean, it is like a, obviously very scientific and I don't understand like the additives and stuff like that, but the weight is interesting to learn. And I think the kind of naturally aspirated, uh, M cars, they use 10 W 60, whereas my three thirty five which is a inline six turbocharged engine uses a five W 30 from the factory. Um, so it's based on like heat cycles, I guess, or how warm the car gets. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. And like how high it revs. So higher revving engines need a uh, different type of oil than cars that maybe only rev to like 6,000 or 7,000. If I ask you questions about this, are you able to be pretty knowledgeable on it? If I ask you a question about oil, Kind of. I mean, I know like the basics on it, but so depends. so. Let's say that since I have an S sixty five, my 
RPM range, you know, limiter is at 8,500. Since I have a car that gets much higher in the RPM range, would I want to have thinner oil? For, like, because the numbers mean a certain thing where it's like the viscosity of it. Yeah, so we explained the um, the viscosity, which means uh, the oil's flow at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so the lower the number, the less the oil thickens in cold weather. Okay. So... If you have a 5W30, it'll be uh, less thick in colder weather. And if you have a, a 10W, it'll be a little bit thicker okay. in colder weather. So basically, um, I believe a, one of the main reasons that the S65 kind of has rod bearing issues is because of people kind of romp on it when it's the Cold. oil's not up to temperature. Yeah. And since it's a 10 weight, I believe that it takes a little bit longer to get up to temperature um, so people just get anxious, get in their car and floor it. And the next thing you know that those rod bearings start to collapse because they're not, yeah. they're not getting proper warmth before they get driven hard. Yeah. Cause you need the oil to separate the, the rod and the bearing. Yeah. Uh, so if you have no lubrication there, you're getting metal on metal and that's why people spin those rod bearings all yeah. the time. And if you're not familiar with rod bearings, they, they sit at the, at a certain point in the engine. And if, um, if after a long enough time of just consistently rubbing on the rod bearing, the, the rod bearing can break down and it'll actually collapse under pressure yeah. to the point where there's not enough material to hold it together. And then when you spin a bearing, the last thing you want is pieces of metal flying through your engine. Yeah. And next thing you know, it's like, okay, engine rebuild. Yeah. And then your oil pickup too picks that stuff up. Yeah. And it goes everywhere. So that's, that's not what you want. So exactly. Wait for your car to warm up before you drive hard. Yeah. I, I think I read somewhere that, you're supposed to wait about a minute um, in like BMW M cars. And then you start driving very like normally, yeah. you know, keep your RPMs very low, but don't let your car sit. I've heard letting your car idle for like 20 minutes. It also isn't like super good. Jeez. Really yeah. Bearing. So there's like all these set rules and stuff, but essentially uh, let your car warm up, watch the oil temperature, not the coolant temperature. Yeah. Two different things. And Make sure you're changing your oil. I always recommend every 5,000 miles. Some people will do even less than that. Mm. And BMW usually recommends every 10,000. But for M cars and stuff, it's not smart. Well, when you have a car like we do, like we don't drive the car slow. No. So it definitely needs to have. Well, one good thing that Mike at Precision Dynamics talked about, uh, he spoke very, very well and articulated this extremely well on my YouTube video that you could have... You could have two two cars, same thing, E92 M3 and E92 M3, the same year, came off the same time from the manufacturer on the factory line. And imagine looking at two M3s, one goes to the right, one goes to the left. Mm -hmm. This is just my own thing. I might kind of want this way, but this is my own explanation. The right one goes to an 18-year-old kid fresh out of high school. Yeah. The one on the left goes to a guy who's 65 who has 10 other cars. Yeah. You think about it over the span of the person who drives it slow for 10,000 miles versus the guy who drives it super hard over the 10,000 mile span, the engines are going to be completely different. Yeah. So it's the same amount of mileage, but it's how you drive the car. Exactly. You could wait for, you could, you could floor it when it's a cold motor or you could wait 30 minutes for it to warm up. So all those things factor into play when you have a car based on the maintenance. That's why even if you have a six owner car or a two owner car, it doesn't matter how many owners there are. It matters on what that person, how they took care of that car. Yeah, exactly. And it's it, it, when you're buying a car, it's hard to get kind of an idea of that person's driving style and how they treated the car. Obviously, you can tell if they track it. It's I, definitely dude, beaten. I'll but. be 100% honest. I'm the guy who, you know, not will say it, but 
I'll sell a car and you'll be like, yeah, yeah, it's never been tracked. It's never been yeah. driven hard. And, you know, two weeks before that, you and I are going up Torrey Pines at 150. <laughs> so it's exactly. like, it really depends on the person, which I usually am very honest with it. But if someone buys a car for me, they're going to see my YouTube videos. Yeah. I drive hard. That's just how it is. But they're meant to be driven hard. Yeah. I, we both put it all over our social media. Yeah. So. A little obvious. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty obvious. Um, one thing to end this segment off is during winter, uh, and for cars used in cooler regions, your engine will benefit from using oil with a lower winter viscosity. During summer and in hotter regions like Southern California, where we are, your engine will benefit more from oil with a higher viscosity at 100 degrees Celsius. So that ends that topic. Um, we had a fun weekend, man. Saturday, we had a chance to finally film a video on your car. Yeah. And you have your car pretty much officially sold, so it was great timing to get that video footage of the car. Yeah, I got a deposit down on it. It's not, you know, officially sold yet, but that will happen later this week sometime. It's good, man. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we got to do that because... We've been talking we about it for a while. It. Yeah, we talked about it for a while for sure. But yeah, I, I appreciate that you put that together because that was, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I, I had a blast, dude. I mean, you saw it today. It was... Uh, it's 4.30 in the afternoon right now. Parker and I got in at 9, and we've been here nonstop. I mean, I had so much catching up to do with invoices, with customers. I had a really, really, really big phone call with a, probably our biggest client we're ever going to have, Yeah. which I'm crossing my fingers because he has a lot of locations. Mm -hmm. He needs a lot of work from us, and I hope that that works out. So uh, I did all that, then I, I started on Parker's video, and in my notes it was like it said, start Parker's video. And yeah. I, I knocked the whole thing out in like four and a half yeah, hours. You were focused all day. I don't think we talked much. I didn't talk to you for like four hours. Usually we talk yeah. every 10 minutes, but I was in the zone. But I'm I'm thankful to do it, man. Thank you for taking the time to do it. I know that uh, people will appreciate this stuff. And you did a really good job in the video explaining stuff. It taught Thanks. me a lot. And I think that's one of the best things is when I watch these videos that I film and edit, that if I'm learning during the process, and I yeah. I mean, I know a lot about BMWs, not trying to be like, oh, trick me out. <laughs> I know a good amount, but you yeah. taught me a lot. So I think people will get a ton of value from seeing this video. Yeah, hopefully. I mean... Oh, it's guaranteed. I, I yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, people always ask me questions, so I figured I kind of just include as much as I can in that video. And you know that we could have gone on for like four more hours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we filmed about a 15-minute interview that I cut down to about six and a half, seven minutes. Yeah, I mean, this is the stuff that really interests me, like, so much. Like, talking about oil, like, a lot of people, that's just, you'll never need to know that <laughs> info. But it's cool to know and kind of understand it. It's in the back of your head. It. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm the same way, too. I always tell people, like, when people ask me, how, how do I become a YouTuber or how do I start a podcast? The yeah. first thing I say, I never say get the right camera, get the right light. I'm like, talk about and show what you love because yeah. you can do it for hours at a time. Yeah. Then it never becomes work because for us, dude, I could I could talk about this stuff all day. Yeah, That's and I think we should feature it. more kind of like mechanical stuff on yeah. the podcast because I, I like doing the research and there's so much good info out there. I want to learn about that air shifter and that twin turbo 2000 horsepower Viper. They cool. put them in the Viper and yeah. in, in Evos, like the air shifter. Yeah. I don't I have no idea how that works. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and I'll learn. I'm down too. So, but yeah, we, we did a feature film on Parker's car over the weekend. It wasn't like a, I, I guess you, you could say it was scenic. I think we're jaded because we did some rollers in Laguna Beach with the ocean in the background. Yeah. But most of my feature films are like San Francisco Bridge in the background or Brooklyn, yeah. downtown New York. This is just kind of our backyard in Newport Beach. We live here and work in Irvine. Yeah. So it didn't feel to me that it was like, crazy but i think other people will enjoy just seeing more of like newport and seeing kind of the behind the scenes of what we do yeah it was definitely more of a, a mellow one it wasn't as 
you know, planned out, but I think it turned out great. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, man. A couple of good spots that were awesome. I'm happy that it's out there because now people can see your car and learn about it. And then hopefully yeah. next week you have a, a new car. A new one, yeah. <laughs> Which the owner of uh, the new one is probably watching this. So shout out to you, Elliot. Represent. Thanks for watching. Um, okay. So topic two, um, we wanted to talk more about how Spencer does all these feature films and he's thinking about doing other brands of cars. Um, so I want to, I want to hear what people want to say about that. Yeah. Cause I posted on my Instagram and I was like, I really want to go to an F 80, but if I went to another car, I don't feel like people would follow me, but a lot of people commented like we'd still follow you. Yeah. It's just a matter of how I would share it. So I think that was kind of cool, but it, it brought up to me that, uh, we're heading up to Santa Barbara. So if anyone's watching this, I'm bringing my best friend Gibbs and same with Parker. We're going to go up to Santa Barbara to film, uh, Brett Slicer. He is a BMW fanatic, mostly like motorsport stuff, but he has an E92 M3. Um, he said multiple, and he he kind of like is the BBS enthusiast. Yeah, he doesn't have a shop. Yeah, I'm I'm like not really sure exactly. I guess he's like a vendor for BBS. He, he's a vendor. So if you look at his Instagram, he sells Recaro and BBS and just all the 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 top tier brands of stuff. And he just there's another thing that falls into play for me is that I look at all these creators on, on Instagram mm -hmm. and they don't have any video content and they don't have yeah. any pictures of their face. I don't know what they look like. I don't know what their background is. Yeah. And that's what made me excited to do a video with Mitch in New York in, in yeah. Brooklyn and with Wendell, because you start to see who they are as a, as a person. And I think that Brett has a lot to offer as far as knowledge. Cause he has a lot of cool cars and um, his BBS pictures are like, I, I do it. I, yeah, I see you always commenting. And I can't like I can't take this. it, dude. I know. They're Those so e expensive, though. It's E88s crazy. and RIAs and forged monoblock wheels. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I need $10,000, please. Yeah. <laughs> God. Someday, someday we'll have the money to fucking just drop drop 10 grand on a set of wheels. It'll happen soon enough. But yeah, we're heading up to Santa Barbara. So if anyone has some cool cars, uh, we'll probably be there for the full weekend, maybe one or two nights, but definitely one night for sure. Uh, we'll be heading up there in a couple of days. Uh, actually, yeah, um, I think it's early May, but we'll lock in a date soon. But yeah, I'm excited to film more cars. I I don't know where I would start with other brands. Um, I, I feel like we have enough BMWs to cover for a while, but I don't know, man. I mean, I'm Porsche. I mean, I think I Porsches could. would re be really cool to get into. You could even start with Fats car. I could. I mean, I think that there's a lot out there. I just haven't really thought about it yet. I have so many M3s that are on my laundry list to film. Yeah. But I, I'm very open to, you know, let's say if I do six feature films, I would love to have at least one of those be an off-brand car. Yeah. So I'm down to experiment with it. We'll see what happens. Definitely. Yeah. So next topic. Uh, so we're going mobile with the podcast. Yes. Uh, Spencer ordered a bunch of new gear that makes it a lot easier to travel and record podcasts. Do you want to kind of Talk about a little bit of what you got. Yeah, so I picked up an H5 recorder, which uh, they have an H6 version that fits four microphones, but the H5 is just two, and you can have an attachment to go onto it. But uh, it's basically like an interview style thing that you could either hold up to someone or you can plug in microphones, and all you do is you put in an SD card, and it can record your audio externally. And this makes it much easier because if you're on the YouTube channel, you can see we have a mixer right here that has all of our volume controls and buttons and Mm -hmm. um, all the levels and everything. This is hard to travel with because all the wires and everything. Yeah. So I ordered uh, two more sets of headphones, two microphones, and the new microphones are handheld, so you can actually oh, hold onto cool. them. It's that makes like it a, feel like more official. It's more like Cody Co. Yeah. With like Tiny Meeking. It's the same setup as them. Makes it feel like a talk show. 
It makes it feel <laughs> like you're, you're, you're about to win like a game or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I ordered all that and, uh, it just shipped out today. So I'm looking for, I think it'll be here Wednesday, but I have all that coming. And, um, I also ordered pop filters for us and for that setup, which it's nice. nice to have all these little things that help with production and, um, people watching this video and on Spotify and everyone who's been supporting, like all those views help us grow because mm -hmm. financially it can help us start making money and get sponsorships and uh, continue to do this as much as we can. Cause we're looking at an editor right now. I found an editor on Facebook and I just sent over all the files to him for episode 15. Yeah. So we'll see how he does. I have to send him all the photos and everything, but um, it just makes it easier for us to go film more and do more social media. And with all the pandemic happening, I've had, you've seen it firsthand. You've seen me on phone calls. We've had five new leads in the last two days. Yeah. Which is awesome. I mean, it's we great. Did, like business went down for a little bit, but I don't know. I think people are starting to come back and they want to get ahead of the curve. Yeah. And the whole like, Trump's whole opening up America plan is supposed to go into action in May 1st. Oh, so, so we're like three days away. That may start, people might start, you know, going back to eating out and um, going to car shops and getting their car detail, which spending is spending money on marketing. <laughs> yeah, which is exciting, but a little bit worrisome that it's this soon. Yeah, I'm still going to be much more cautious than what I have been. And I think that this will affect everyone for the rest of their life. I'd, my friend Sophie, she gave me a bunch of those plastic gloves and I'm like, I'm probably never going to stop using these at pumps. I'll probably use them for the yeah. rest of my life because gas pumps yeah. are disgusting, man. They are. So I, I, going back to the podcast stuff, I'm looking forward to going mobile. We'll be able to go to some car shops and I definitely want to get the attachment to have three or four microphones so you and I can both go talk to a car shop or detail shop or yeah. um, definitely going to go downstairs with Manny and sit with him and do a podcast. He's so cool just to set up yeah. like anywhere we want. We can. And even with like Nate and people around here and uh, the, the last quick thing too, spoiler alert, we're actually looking at a new office soon, which <laughs> it isn't far from here. We're not oh, going to, we're not going to tell really. you where it is, <laughs> <laughs> but we're possibly looking at building a podcast studio where we can build like a lounge where we can yeah. film and have people come to our office here uh, mm -hmm. Like I'd love TJ Hunt to come up here and like I'll yeah. be talking to Alejandro and just cool people that are in the car scene where they can come to a physical spot. So that's kind of where we're at right now. We have a lot going on uh, with the podcast stuff. And I think that these last 15 to 16 episodes have been a big opportunity for us to learn as much as we can and how we can improve and what we want to do. Cause we don't, we didn't know we would like this until we tried it. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. It's so fun and it's super easy to just talk about a couple of subjects and, Go into detail on it. So I'm I'm excited with what we're doing so far. I and mean, it, I feel like we talk about every episode well, that we, we're excited. But, but that shows true. that shows it's the true. truth behind it. Yeah. So I fully agree with that. And I have seen the progress that we've made and you've made a ton of progress in talking. And even with myself, I feel like every day I get better at talking. I yeah. do I do lose my voice every day though. Really? Yeah. Every day I go home and lose That's my so voice. Funny. I think as you and I talk, I do phone calls, I talk all morning, and then we do if you think about it, thirty minutes of nonstop talking. Yeah, that's a lot of talking. It is for sure. So usually I get home and I'm like, but it's not <laughs> it's not terrible. But I I feel great because I don't feel like I'm I feel like I am accomplishing something every day if I do a podcast and like, dude, today, holy crap, man, photo creation, video creation, audio creation and written uh, creation. I did all that yeah. today. So I hit all four points of making content in every yeah. way that you can. Yeah. My website, my social media, my photos, everything. So I have this immense amount of accomplishment today and I, I, I love that feeling yeah that's always good when you kind of hit all the all platforms and everything like that yeah so it's accomplishment and i love talking about cars we could do it all day 
That's right. So topic four and that's right. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny when you say that, bro. That's right. I'm like, oh god, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I just went. All right. <laughs> that's right. So topic four and last topic of the day: um, value of sponsorships. Uh, we can talk a little bit about how to approach them, how to maintain them, and how to bring value to companies. So we both had uh, experience with this. Um, Spencer is obviously very well known um, for his BMW content, uh, vlog content. Um, and I've kind of learned a lot of things from him and how to approach companies. He's, you know, he did the first couple ones with me when I was writing out emails. I think I'd write out a lot of the emails and you go back and kind of do your thing with it. Yeah, exactly. And so I learned from him how to uh, approach it and kind of word it um, and provide numbers and stuff. So, um, and it doesn't really matter too much about your, how big your audience is, I don't think, because no, I, at the point of when I reach out to a lot of these companies for, to sponsor my build, um, and a lot of them would give me free products completely, um, for a video or constant posts or something like that. And I only had about 10,000 followers on N54 builds. And then my YouTube had like 500. Yeah. So it was, it was minimal in the beginning. And yeah. I kind of showed you that even with you and George, there'd be moments where you guys were like, oh, I don't have enough subscribers. They're like, no, 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 sit down with me. Yeah. And we get out a whiteboard and I'd show them the breakdown of like, this is how you provide value to a company that like, let's say someone approaches a business and say, oh, I have 10,000 followers. I want to have a free carbon fiber front lip. Yeah. Well, what if those 10,000 subscribers are all people who only watch food videos? Yeah. If you have 300 people that follow you and they all own M3s, or they all yeah. own something that you want to sell, you can approach any company and say, hey, even though I only have 300 subscribers, these people are very involved with the community that your product is, that your industry yeah. is in. So once you teach, I think when you approach these companies in a way where you're educating them that you can bring value, not saying, hey, I want this, but hey, look at what I can do for you. Yeah, that switches a flip with everybody. And I can tell if you're on the podcast right now, this is the only time I'll ever say it. 90% of my E92 and 95% of my E90 were not paid for by me. Yep. Fully sponsored. Sponsored. Over $30,000 in the E90, 20,000 bucks in the E92 sponsored. But in return, I've brought those companies, some of them over $100,000 in sales. Yeah. Over. So they see the value in not only giving me free product, but also working with commission and affiliates with me. Yeah. So I didn't learn much about that until the E90 came into play. I had a video of my exhaust hit 1 million views. I sold a bunch of those, which each exhaust was $6,000. Yeah, those IP systems are yeah. crazy. Then I started doing carbon fiber, started selling crazy amount of the carbon fiber lips, and then it just went on and on and on. And then the biggest thing for me was the RTD shifter. I can't even tell yeah. you how many of those I did. Oh, I bet. Yeah, People so love those. There was a lot that came into play of, um, even though I'm, my cars are sponsored, there's value behind what I do. And I taught that to Parker and I taught that to George and other people too, that if you can bring value to a company where you show them what you can do, what you can offer, not what you want, that you can get anything you want, anything you want, no matter the price for free. I just did that with a company right now. And you'll see on my YouTube channel coming up that, you know, there's so many things that I've done with my, my company, or I'm sorry, there's so many things that I've done with my car with these partnerships that not only benefit me on my YouTube making money off affiliate, me making money off of YouTube and me having free product, but growing with the company and offering them ideas on more product and the development of the product they gave you. Because yeah. you can give feedback, you can provide photos, you can provide videos, 
all within just asking. And you have, yeah, you have to be willing to kind of be with a company for a long time. So it's not a quick one month par- partnership where you post a couple of photos of their product and then you get a free product. It's kind of something, especially if you have less followers, it has to be a longer term relationship. Um, it's an investment. That's what I've kind of realized. Like I, uh, I kind of informed a lot of the companies that I reach out to that this, pro- this product is going to be on my car for at least a year. Yeah. And I'll be posting about it all the time, usually at least once a month. So yeah, I did the same thing too. I was like, Hey, every video that I make, your wheels are going to be in it. Your suspension is going to be in it. Your yeah. wrap, what your, your, whatever it is that, and let me take that back. I'd say around 75% was sponsored. I, I paid for a lot of labor. That's for sure. Yeah. Labor yeah. was one thing I paid Labor's for. Labor is hard to you know, get for free. Yeah. Labor's st- you have to, if you're working with shops, usually they'll give you like the rate that they break even at, yeah. but still like I, I take that back about 90%. I'd say 70 to 75, depending on what it was. But I think now that thankfully we're in a, I'm in a position a little bit better to support shops who, when I first started with them, did it for free. And then now I'm like, you know what? I'm happy to make it fair for everybody Yeah, and then grow with that company too. So uh, I get sick of people messaging me being like, dude, how do I get free stuff? I'm like, don't, don't word it like that. Yeah. It's not say, like how that. do I, how do I get products that I can help other companies grow? Yeah. That's like the best way to do it. How can I get more products on my card to help other companies get value from it? Yeah. And it is, at the end of the day, it is pretty much about getting stuff at discounted prices, but it's also kind of associating yourself with these brands. And when you, when your name is tied with CSF or Mashimaro or um, an, any other big like name where those companies already made a huge name for themselves. And when you're kind of one of their sponsors, you kind of get that credibility yeah. too. So it goes both ways. I mean, it's not just to benefit them. And then you get a free product. There's kind of a reputation that goes with it as well. Yeah, I think so too. And this is something we could talk about forever, but I think that this is a good start for people to understand um, how to build a foundation of reaching out to companies and not, I don't think you should, the thing, dude, I can't tell you, I'm, I think this podcast, I'm going to start getting real honest and we'll be able to start swearing soon. Cause I don't, yeah. I don't really care. I'm at the point where I'm like, dude, this is my podcast and it's our podcast and we get to share what we want. But yeah, I get so mad when I see people asking for stuff. Yeah. It, it makes me so mad. There's there's a couple of people in particular that I see that they, all they do is ask all the time. And I oh, get yeah. it like, oh, hey, I ha- have a quick question. I want to start a social media business or I want to, you know, I want to, what camera do you recommend for vlogging? No problem. I'm completely fine with answering that. Yeah. But when it's every single day and you're like begging for answers and I don't respond yeah. to your DMs and it's like 10 questions and like, how do I do this? Bro, YouTube, Google, Yahoo, yeah. Bing. Yeah. Like there's so many things online you can search where yeah. I learned everything from YouTube. I, I give 85% of my knowledge to YouTube. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, there's so much information out there. And I don't know, there's so many other people you can reach out to for sure. And um, not, not so just not that. just other people, but ways of consuming content and ways of consuming answers to questions. People are just lazy and they don't want to actually put in the work and they just want the quick quick answers. Because I, I mean, I'm the same way. People ask me all the time about, hey, how do I mod this? How do I do that on yeah. my car? Mainly like car questions, but I'm like, dude, I make so many YouTube videos on this. Please go watch them. <laughs> and even after I send videos to them or like a link to Burke University about social media, yeah. there's still like abundance of questions. What I don't, like I said, I don't mind. I'm happy that people are interested in it, but there's a certain point where you got to cut off and say, okay, I'm a big boy. I'm a big girl. Yeah. I can search up this stuff on my own. So yeah. I think there's a fine line you have to draw and 
I don't know where that came from, but it just was on my mind. Well, I think I it was, I got, a, I got a DM earlier. I was like, dude, why? Yeah, <laughs> it, it can get frustrating for sure. But of course that the support is amazing from oh, everyone yeah. that always reaches out to me. But yeah, so, so, certain people can kind of take it too far and uh, ruin it almost, you know. I've been there before too, where you're almost like, how do I do this? I'm desperate. I need answers, but yeah. you don't need answers. You can figure it out. I think when you work through it and you figure it out on your own, it's much more rewarding. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I say 80% of people are lazy. Yeah. And I see that on all the BMW forms too. It's yeah. so funny because people are like, oh, you know, why do I need a charge pipe? And it's like, that's got to be the most asked <laughs> question ever. You like, can search it anywhere. <laughs> literally, that's got to be the top. Like there's got to be a, a thing on Google that just pops up as soon as you search that. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. I don't get it. Dude, we have one minute left. You know, it's been 28 minutes. That's crazy. I talked for a while, Jeez. I guess. This was a really yeah. genuine conversation. Parker, I think this is one of our best conversations we've had yeah we didn't even write much down no we, we kind of just talked. we didn't have anything planned because i was literally the most i can tell you right now i've been the most focused today out of the last four months of my life getting all this work done i feel so productive other than living an hour away i feel great today um last thing if you guys want to learn how to start a social media agency burke university has a special right now check out at burke university for 50 dollars off your course right now i teach how to manage small businesses uh, Instagram and their Facebook, and they can pay you per month. You can make an extra 500 bucks a month, all the way up to $10,000 a month, whatever you're trying to make. This is what I do. We're three years in. Uh, if you guys want to berkeuniversity.com. Check it out. Well, thank you everyone for watching this podcast and, uh, anything else, any final words? Thank you to 3d energy for sending oh. us a sponsored two packs to our podcast. We appreciate it. We tried the right. new silver flavor today. Delicious. Really, really good. So thank you guys so much for watching. If you can on YouTube, thumbs up, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Peace.